0: Hello everybody, Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast on tonight's show. It is Chris Russell of the Locked On Washington Football Podcast. The Washington football team takes on the Philadelphia Eagles in week one action this Sunday. So I thought the Nationals, hey, they have an off day. Why not bring Chris on to talk to some Washington football team? We touch on some nationals, make a couple, you know, a player comparison or two between the nationals and the Washington football team giving you guys what to look for in this week's week one game. I know a lot of you guys are Washington football team fans. So what better time to do a little bit of crossover episode and talk some football, talk some pits, pigskin with our guy, Chris Russell. I hope you guys enjoy. You are locked on nationals, your daily Washington nationals podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast. Tonight it is uh, Wednesday, September 9th, 2020. Joining me is Chris Russell of many places, including the Locked On Washington football podcast. Chris, my first question to you, and thank you for joining me, is have you gotten used to not saying Redskins yet?
1: <laughs> Good to be with you, Josh. Uh, I, if I, If I told you how many times I had to edit out you know a a reference and sometimes obviously in you know in in certain context right when we're referring to well you know it was the old you know redskins nation now it's locked, you know washington football today or whatever they're calling their programming or same thing with the podcast used to be the locked on redskins podcast now it's the locked on washington football team podcast yeah, it's a mouthful. It's hard to always eliminate it from the vernacular. But, you know, I, I don't know about you. I, you know, I'd probably say about, you know, 96, 97, 98% of the time, I'm pretty good with the Washington football team stuff. I guess it probably is an indication I say it too many damn times. So it almost, almost feels secondhand at this point.
0: Yeah, for me, I'm still getting there just because, and I've look, as somebody who's been a lifelong fan. Um, you know, you get so used to saying it. And also, too, like, as I'm not a, I was somebody who was not opposed to the name change at all. I'm very happy it happened when it uh, – I'm very glad it happened when it did. And um, I'm just kind of somebody who's looking forward to when they actually figure out what the, what the logo is going to be, what the team name is going to be. Because right now, the Washington football team stuff and also their W that looks like the Whataburger logo, yeah. not a fan. Not a yeah. fan. I'm sure you've heard this from tons of fans through your podcast. I'm sure you've heard this from tons of fans on the fan in D.C. Do you know any at all, can you tell us anything about when we might get a Washington football team uh, logo, a name, a mascot, etc.?
1: Yeah, so the way I understand it is, we're, you know, we're, we're here for this year, right, for the 2020 season. Uh, That's not going to change. Now, that doesn't mean we won't potentially get some sort of news or whatever uh, at some point late in the year, especially if kind of things are going bad and they're looking to juice up and spice things up. My understanding is, you know, this type of thing takes 12-ish months, somewhere in that range to go through all the trademark, all the copyrights, all the legal mumbo jumbo. Right. I mean, honestly, I think if Dan was just making the decision, he'd probably go Washington Warriors. But as I've said, you know, 1,000 times, I think that's a mistake, Josh, because, you know, if you look, I know the Golden State Warriors are the Golden State Warriors. I get it. Um, And and they're very successful outside of this year. But (laughs) – if you go all the way back to the Marquette Warriors, they changed their name to the Marquette Golden Eagles. Why? Because of Native American opposition. So to me, Dan's preferred choice of Warriors, while it has an alliteration, while it, you know, makes it to me it, it doesn't make any sense to go from an offensive name to Native Americans and to many to another potentially and documented offensive name to Native American. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. So if we're dealing with that, I think it's probably going to be along the lines of a militaristic type name, and we're probably looking at next May or June. Something to spice up the off season is my best guess.
0: So I guess for the Washington Whataburgers in the in the immediate uh, as as no, but seriously, that that W is awful. I mean, and I mean that sincerely. It is not. It's so wide. Like it is so wide. It's so ridiculous looking. Um, and it's, it, to me, it's honestly frustrating. I wish they would have gone something more in the ilk of what, uh, University of Washington has. I think it's a bit cleaner looking. I think if you went with a red, it just looked a little bit better to me. I'm not sure. How do you feel about yeah. the current W?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you, but okay. I get, I understand. <laughs> um, you know, and, and that's okay. I mean, I'm not a huge uniform name shield, logo, all that right. type of guy, you know, I, I mean, obviously I understand why the optics are, in and why I think they did the best job they could in a very 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 compressed time frame and window the problem is is of course they should have done this they should have been seriously considering this they should have been working on this all along Mm -hmm. as an emergency plan but that's just how they operate around there Josh is they are naive they are egotistical they are maniacal they never believed that they were gonna have to do this despite everybody telling them yeah you're probably gonna have to do this And if the big sponsors, you know, walk away and start squawking, you're going to be in a real boatload of trouble. And if the NFL says you got to change it, you know, so to me, the fact that they were unprepared from the beginning is why you have the logo that you hate. Now, I'll just say this about Whataburger. I know that's a big thing down in like Texas and all that right, stuff. Right, yes. Now that Rockers apparently is going out of business, which sucks, uh, we, you know, we need all the good burger joints we can. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, if they want to give that that logo to Whataburger or, or or vice versa or whatever and we can get some burgers out of it, I'm good. I'm good. I would be good with that too. If they can put some,
0: some Whataburgers, of course, there'll be no fans there in FedEx field, but – If they could put them in there for the media members, you know, like yourself might end up being there this season, Um, that would be nice. Before we get to the actual team itself, I mean, it's September 9th, and, you know, we're talking about, like, full speed ahead, Eagles-Redskins week one. I just did it right there. Eagles-Washington football team week one. Did you think we make it here? Did you you think we – I mean, I think there was a high degree of confidence that if any league was going to get it and get it right, it was going to be the NFL – are you surprised that we're here week one barreling towards, a, you know, we're on, the, on the eve week one tomorrow, there will be a game. Are you surprised that it's full steam ahead and really, you know, there haven't been too many issues? Because to be honest, I'm not. I'm not, I'm, I'm not really that shocked.
1: Uh, I got to be honest with you. I'm the opposite. I am mm-hmm. surprised. Um, and, and, and here's why. They've done a tremendous job, so kudos to them. Um, they have botched every major, you know, whether it be a criminal investigation, every major controversy, the the Brady, you know, Deflate Gate thing. So I had really no faith in the NFL uh, to pull this off, and maybe that was my naivete. I don't know. Uh, maybe that was wrong of me. But you know, the proof was always in the pudding when it came to a lot of this stuff like this, and they. I was told they were scrambling up until the very last second, trying to figure out how to pull all this stuff off, but kudos to them. Kudos to the players. They've all done a tremendous job. I did not think we were going to get through all of training camp, to be honest with you without a mass spread. And we've had so little, I mean, we haven't even had what baseball has had, of course, you know, as I'm sure you've talked about on on your podcast, Mm -hmm. um, you know, now that doesn't mean that we're out of the woods yet. And here, right. Here's what I mean by, by that is, you know, now, that, now the players are going to have a lot more free time. And that's what worries me. Uh, and, and stay with me here for a second. You know, during training camp, they're at the facility or they're in meetings under this training camp scenario pretty much all day. There's very little downtime. During the regular season, there's a lot more downtime. And then, therefore, they have money. They're getting paid. Rookies are getting paid. They get bored. They get itch. Oh, let's go into these. Oh, let's go to the right. here. Let's go to let's go to the club. You know, all that. So that's I, I don't think we're still out of the woods yet, but I would say I'm surprised that we're here. So that's kudos to them.
0: Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for Pro Mechanics and Do It Yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody. They are always reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest possible price rather than charging prices based off what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all, once again, RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right now locked on in there. how did you hear about us box so they know what we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com yeah i think we you know i think what you're seeing from baseball too is like you know there are the teams out there that are really serious and they have a lot of good veteran leadership like you're not hearing about a lot of those teams having a ton of issues and if there are like the mets are a good example That team was very serious about this season. And even when they did have issues, you know, you you didn't hear it. Like it wasn't like, you know, it was some malicious, you know, some malicious, but, you know, some uh, bad story like a Marlins, you know, or like a a, uh, a St. Louis Cardinals type scenario. And so I know it gets harder now at the football teams because they're so much bigger. But, I mean, they made it through camp. And I feel like the message is probably, guys, we've made it this far. Don't F it up now. Because you know? we're here, we're on the eve of football. Please do your best and look. If you if you go to the grocery store and you come in contact with somebody, and you get it. You're getting food for your family. Nothing wrong with that. You know, it, it's it's been happening, and and we hope you know hope it best helps you. But you know, I, I think for the most part, you might be. We I guess this is being me being the optimist here. They're out of you know they're out of the woods on that. For me, the NFL, I think they had the benefit of watching Major League Baseball go through all kinds of snafus, especially and especially the labor one as well too. And they're like. We cannot do that. We must learn from that. And so I think to your point of like, I think they, ha- they handle stuff poorly when it's in their face and kind of thrown their way and Roger Goodell kind of has a chance to get there first. But this one, they didn't and they had more time and it felt like it was a bit more thoughtful than 99% of what they usually do. And also for me, there was too much money for them at stake. Not to, they, there was too much money and there was too much time and I think those two things together, they were able to come up with at least like I'm not sure if you watched Hard Knocks. So there are some times where I watch the Rams and I'm like, man, yeah. this is not they're kind of teetering on the edge of, you know, Sean McVeigh's never got his mask on. And but then yeah. you watch you watch you watch the Chargers and it's like masks on all the time, tons of distancing. Anthony Lynn obviously had it, so that team's a bit more cautious. So I mean, I, I think they had the luxury of having time and Also, that massive cloud of the amount of money that hangs over the players and the owners' heads.
1: Those are really good points. I mean, I would hope, like, for instance, like the Washington football team would take extra, extra, extra precaution, Mm -hmm. be extra, extra, extra serious about not putting themselves in a bad position, not only because of what they are, what they've been through, how they've been – you know, like if there's any team that's going to get a widespread, you know, thing, it would probably be this team because just right. everything that always happens. But I would think that they would be extra cautious because their head coach is dealing with cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, me right. missed practice yesterday, Tuesday, missed part of practice today. Why? Because he's getting cancer treatment. And, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a doctor or anything, but I don't think you want to, uh, if you have cancer, I don't think you want to be contracting the coronavirus. So hopefully his players are even more uh, um, rigid about their approach, even now when they are going to have more free time and more money and more ample opportunity to do things that they haven't since they reported for training camp. All right. So now
0: the team, uh, I mean, I am, you know, I'm not like, I'm not expecting much, but I'm very excited about, about the potential of this group and, I, the one thing you hear about Washington football fans, and this is, this is one thing that I, I think, you know, has to be established. Like, you and I know this landscape very well. This region of the country, especially when, you, when it gets to Virginia and then you get to D.C., it is a Redskins – Redskins. It is a Washington football state. It is a Washington football town when it comes – I know, I know the latest good team – has been the Washington Nationals. and other Capitals recently have had some success. I know the Mystics have had their own success. But through and through, no matter what, no matter how bad the ticket sales are, I'm sure you guys feel this at, your, at 1067 too. it's a football town. So for those people that are itching and ready to see the Washington football team take the field, What are you most excited about and what should they as fans be excited about? I have a feeling that you're going to say the defensive line because that's what I'm thinking. But uh, go ahead and take that question wherever you'd like to.
1: All right, so I'll avoid that just because, yes, I think that's pretty much the obvious of of where this team could uh, dominate. But I'll give you a couple of areas that, you know, uh, at least I, I don't know if I'm juiced up, fired up for, but I'm at least very intrigued to see how it processes and comes through. Um, you know, and that is the secondary, which, you know, a lot of people are going to look at and say, well, okay, they lost Quentin Dunbar, you know, they still have plenty of questions, you know, Kendall Fuller's banged up, uh, Ronald Darby's always hurt. Uh, you know, we don't know if Apke is, uh, Troy Apke is, is, right. is a real deal or if he's just a practice, you know, squad, uh, or not a, a practice squad, but a practice, you know, star, that type of thing. And mm-hmm. I get all of those questions and that's why I say, you know, I have tepid excitement or I have intrigue to see how they come up. But I know, here's what I know, and here's what I can control. They have and will have much better communication, number one, than they have had over years. And I think a big part of that is Monte Nicholson didn't communicate, and Josh Norman hated being here, and he didn't want to be here. And I don't think he was a very good teammate. And as a matter of fact, I'll go so far to say as what I've already said about him, I think he was a little bit of a fraud. Uh, That being said, I know they have stressed, hey, guys, we have to make sure we're communicating better. That's something Jack Del Rio identified right away. Uh, I'm also intrigued because I do think, you know, again, addition by subtraction in that area. Sure, they're not great, but with a better pass rush, even more juice, even more pop in the pass rush, and I think a better group of linebackers top to bottom, say one to six – you know, I think that's going to cover up some of the blemishes, some of the issues that you might get on the back end. Um, so I'm really intrigued there, and ex- I, again, I want to stop short of excited. I'm intrigued there. right. The other thing that I would just point out would be, you know, I, I really want to see how how this this rookie crop works. I mean, obviously we start with Chase Young, but specifically, I'll zero in on. On on Antonio Gibson and Antonio Gandy Golden, Mm -hmm. and Gibson is way ahead of Gandy Golden. A because of development just coming in, and B because of injury to Gandy Golden. Now the latter came back to practice on Wednesday, had a concussion, full go, so that's a good sign. But I don't even know if he's going to be active on Sunday just because he's so far behind. Gibson is the guy that I'm so 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 intrigued by because we know he's still a little raw as a natural running back, but he's getting it and he's getting there and he's got great size and speed and explosion and he breaks tackles and you can line him up in the slot out wide. You can do so many different things. And him and McKissick on the field together, that's got me two stuff. I got to be honest with you, Josh.
0: Yeah. I'm excited to see. And, and he's one of those guys where, you know, Thompson leaves last season. Uh, you know he's, he, he's not with the team anymore. And can this guy be that replacement? Because I'm not sure how you felt, but I love Chris Thompson. I was always a huge fan. I just think that when they they didn't have much offensively, they could always find some way to use him, Uh, whether it be to move the chains on third down. You know, he's a running back you had to account for on third downs. And I always was a big fan of Chris Thompson. He's gone now. I will say this. Gandy Golden's, you know, the the guy that people have been talking about, uh, you know, during when the draft happened, a lot of people thought it was an excellent pick. It was a big steal. This – receiving core needs a lift. If they're going to be serious about Dwayne Haskins as a quarterback, I always thought they need to give some support to, uh, you know, to him. And whether it be offensive line, whether it be weapons around him, Terry McLaurin's the man. Like he is, I I love him so much. I'd say his nationals equivalent. You can, you know, I want to know what your thoughts on this. I'd say Trey Turner, just like he might not be the guy but damn he is consistent he is really oh, freaking good yeah, and there are some days good. where you might think he actually is the guy like he yeah. might be the number one guy
1: I like that I like that that's a good comparison I, I I'm glad you went there because you know there, there's a lot of comparisons that you can make you know that are similar but mm-hmm. I, I I agree with you there no I, I'll just you know I, I'll look the wide receiver group I, I would have felt a lot better if they had Kelvin Harmon number one let's start mm-hmm. there if they would have been able to you know, lure in Amari Cooper, which they tried really hard and they offered him more money. I'm not the biggest Amari Cooper fan. I think he kind of disappears sometimes and he gets banged up a lot and maybe he has some drops. So I was okay with them not doing that. I guess where I was kind of lost was, okay, we're going to go for one guy who I'm not even convinced was going to be unbelievable at that position right we're going to go for one guy but when we don't get that one guy we're not really going to go to the middle tier it was that guy or nothing and it led to Cody Latimer who was obviously a disaster Mm -hmm. uh and then and then released and then Dontrell Inman now can Dontrell Inman be a piece and can he walk away with 35 40 yeah probably I, I mean okay um it, it really for this unit to be special it's going to have to come from antonio gandy golden right uh, outside of mclaurin that's number one and really it, it, here's the other thing steven sims too i think and i asked terry about this today uh on a conference call you know i think terry and steven sims are going to move around a lot more inside outside um in this offense which is going to put pressure on nickel corners and different defensive alignments, and it's going to really put stress because you're not going to know necessarily from play to play and game to game and week to week where they're going to line up and who they're going to try and take advantage of. And we know both have a deep speed. The other thing real quickly that I, I would just point out is, you know, again, the running backs are going to be used a lot more as receivers by design in this offense, Josh. You know, you mentioned Chris Thompson. I thought they under criminally underused Chris Thompson in the mm-hmm. running back or running – pass to the running back by design phase. Now, some of that was because he was constantly hurt, not healthy and not fresh and all that stuff, and they were trying to limit his time. I got it. But I think Jay fell in love with the vertical passing game and the complex route tree passing game and forgot about what is effective for New Orleans and Philadelphia and Kansas City, and that's getting the ball out of the quarterback's hands and getting it to the running back. And I think with McKissick and Gibson here – um, along with Peyton Barber and quite honestly, Bryce Love, as he develops, I think they've got, you know, four pretty good options there. And that's part of the reason why they let go of Adrian Peterson. So I think that's going to help out a meager, let's call it that wide receiver. group.
0: Yeah. I'm excited to see. Them. And then i see you have, you know, this team always feels like it needs, it needs at least one or two Virginia Tech products. They've got that in Logan Thomas and also of course, Kendall Fuller as well. So it's always exciting to see them. Uh, exciting to see them have a couple of a little bit of local flair,
1: yeah, kind of and big don't, question. Don't, go ahead. And don't forget, Morgan Moses is a Virginia right. guy. right, Virginia
0: guy. Yes, Morgan Moses who's, who's turned into a very nice right tackle. Um, right. For They're them.
1: kind of shy on Maryland products, right? I'm trying to think. Of I know. The, I. Who was really the last crazy. time they had a good
0: Maryland product?
1: No, I don't. Well, you know, you, you know, you you know what? Uh, um, they let go Sean Davis, <laughs> so they right. they they right. tried to fix that, and it <laughs> and it blew up on them because. I gotta be honest with you, Sean Davis was not very good during training camp. I don't no. know if he was still recovering or not, but he just wasn't very good. And, uh, uh, you know, to see him get cut, I mean, I wouldn't have thought that before camp, but I, I did think that, uh, going into the cut downs, um, you know, because Apke and uh, Cameron Curl, the rookie had just severely outplayed him. So
0: another thing I'm interested about is, you know, you obviously pay attention to the nationals too. Um, Ooh is this team going to be a welcome distraction for Nationals fans or is it going to be a bit more of the, of the same? Look, the, the, the Washington football team started off very well last year in the first game, uh, excuse me, the first half against the yeah. Eagles, and then things obviously went the wrong way. But is this team do you think, going to be able to kind of provide some, uh, somewhat of a welcome distraction and, and, you know, show very well, or is it going to leave Washington fans thinking, oh, my goodness, this is just another yeah. really crappy team?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it'll probably, especially with their schedule, be more of the, you know, the latter than the, you know, than, than the former, if that makes sense. Right. You know, I, I do think they have an excellent chance of winning this football game on Sunday. I'll tell you that. I agree, too. And I, and I would slam the plus six. I, I would mm-hmm. definitely go hard to the window on that for anybody looking to have a little fun in that regard. Uh, and I think they can win outright. Uh, we I endorse really, that
0: on the show. We fully endorse uh, having a little fun at the window. So, uh, the, yes. The
1: window. all right. So that fits in perfectly. But you know then you go at Arizona and they've got a lot of offensive weapons and that's a long road trip and even though you don't have to play in front of fans with that many I I don't know what they're doing exactly with their fans but I mean obviously it, it won't be what it normally is and then you go at Cleveland that's another really offensively talented team you know we all know they've had their issues but Baker Mayfield Odell Beckham Jarvis Landry so on and so forth then on top of that you have the uh, defending MVP and Lamar Jackson, you know, in week four. And then, oh, by the way, the Rams. And if they're cl- – so, to me, they've got a really tough schedule here out of the shoot. Right. But that being said, I do think that they'll be competitive. I do think that they could probably scratch out maybe a two and three type of record to start their season. And maybe that won't be enough to absolve the struggles of the Nationals. But maybe the Nationals will do a little bit more of what they've been able to do winning four of their last five. Oh, yeah. They'll be able to you know uh give us a, a, a decent run here in September and squeeze themselves into that final playoff spot or whatever and then you know look if they get better pitching uh, as they have for Max obviously and and Annabal Sanchez uh you know last night and, and you know and and if they get so I mean they've got to get Corbin on track and they've got to get um uh, they've got to get Austin Voth to yeah, get them. Yeah, I,
0: I wouldn't put any money on Austin Voth getting back on track. That I mean, one, that train I mean, seems to I mean, have gone off the tracks.
1: Right, I wouldn't either. But, you know, I'm just saying, I mean, yeah. now that they've got Soto back, I know they put Kendrick on the IL. That kind of stinks. Yeah. Um, you, you know, it, there's been so many injuries, which I know every team is dealing with. But truly, I mean, when you lose Rendon and then you have the type of injuries they've had, You know, it's really hard, really hard to compete. You need everyone else to step up. So hopefully down the stretch here, Sanchez and Fetty and all those guys can give them a little bit of boost and they can at least make it interesting. That's what I'm hoping for. Interesting as opposed to like expecting that they're going to win or even the same with the, the Washington football team. Make it interesting for me. I don't care if you're seven and nine, eight and eight at the end of the year. I I, I would have, I would like to avoid six and 10 if we could, but mm-hmm. if you're seven and nine, I think that, you know, as long as you're in every game and you're right there and you see development, you see toughness and all that, so that same thing I want to see out of the nationals, even though they don't have that same uphill climb that per se the, Washington football team does as an organization, but you get my point. You want to see competitive.
0: Yeah. You want to fight spirit. Yeah, and you want to see that competitiveness. And I, I think the the Nationals have brought it a bit more lately. I think, like I've seen a bunch of three and thirteens out there for the Washington football team. Some prediction wise, it's not. I, I don't think that's gonna. That's how the season's gonna play out. I, I really don't. I don't. I don't. Think I, don't, I,
1: don't, I'm I don't, with
0: you on that. Yeah, um, I think the 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 basement's like five wins. I really do. I, I think this team. I think Dwayne knows that with the way that we expect quarterbacks to develop this year, there's going to be a bit more of an impetus on him to succeed. And they, they've given him a little bit more, obviously, uh, with the weapons. So, you know, I think this team's going to have a bit more of a sense of urgency because these they've got a bunch of young players who come from winning programs who mm-hmm. expect to win football yeah. games. Yes, and that matters do. to me. That, I think that matters is getting guys – who are used to winning and these guys are not going to tolerate losing i think that I that is that is something that's very important about this group
1: you know, and and you mentioned not only that, and I think it's a very, very, very good point. That's the benefit, obviously, to drafting guys from Ohio State and Alabama and, you know, LSU and so on and so forth. And it doesn't guarantee anything on the next level, but it certainly is something in their DNA. But, you know, even though Ron Rivera and his coaching staff didn't always hit one out of the park in Carolina, I mean, obviously, they got to a Super Bowl one. They won a couple of division titles. So, I, I you know, I, I think there's a – There is a much, 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 much different level of accountability and feel at practices around the building. When we talk to the coaches, when we talk to the players, does that translate into nine wins? Probably not. But I'd be stunned if this team rolls over in any games. I'd be stunned if this team isn't in most of their games. And in can be, you know, around a touchdown to 10 points. I got it. But I I just don't think they're going to be this hapless outfit that everybody has them pegged to be. And, you know, of course, some of that has to come from Dwayne Haskins. If he doesn't take a nice step up, don't need a meteoric step. You need a nice step up uh, to justify everything and to justify keep going forward. He needs to stay on the field because let me tell you something. They're in a little bit of trouble if Kyle Allen's got to play a whole lot and – I don't even know if Kyle Allen would play a whole lot before Alex Smith ultimately would be brought in uh, because Alex Smith is better, is a better quarterback than Kyle Allen. And if they're going to have him on the roster and if he's medically cleared, you're going to play the better quarterback once he's ready.
0: All right, Chris Russell, I appreciate your time. I know you have to bounce to another show. How can people listen to you? How can people follow you? How can they get more Chris Russell content? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I appreciate you, Josh. Thank you for having me and uh, uh, glad to have you aboard. And, uh, we're going to reverse this. I just haven't told you that uh, at some point here when our schedules work out. Uh, and uh, we'll talk a little uh, Washington football team and nationals and uh, mm-hmm. all that stuff uh, with me as soon as we can work it out. But yeah, um, you can download, of course, the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Uh, where you download the Locked On Nationals podcast, uh, any major n- podcast provider, uh, be it Spotify or Player FM or Megaphone or iTunes or anywhere uh, in between. Uh, also, 106.7, the fan in the Washington, D.C. area, radio.com, uh, worldwide on the app, and um, uh, what else do I do? Oh, Sports Illustrated, si.com, covering uh, the Washington football team for that. Oh, and um, uh, Warpath Magazine. I've got 16 jobs. And none of them them pay me well enough to take a day off. How about that?
0: (laughs) All right, Chris, we appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much.
1: Josh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We'll catch up real soon, okay? Good luck.
0: All right, sounds good.